Hello there, welcome back. It's been a while, hasn't it? Uh, reason being is because I'm on placement. And uh, I've been on placement for about eight weeks now. Yeah? Yeah. Um, I've been at another private clinic. Um, I've been to two public hospitals and one private clinic already. Actually, have I been to... No. Yeah, I have. I have. That's right. Um, and this is my second time going to a private clinic. Um, thankfully, I'm close by-ish. And, um, close by to my home, that is, with that placement. And, um, yeah, I'm, I'm enjoying it. And I think... Okay, this is some real talk with some, um, for, for the, uh, beginner radiographers here. But, um... I think it is really good to start your placements at a private clinic, simply because I think if you're like super anxious and nervous like me about every single thing that you do, um, public hospitals can be very overwhelming, if not too overwhelming, if you're like a ridiculous perfectionist like I am, and you just get upset and you second guess yourself and you have terrible confidence issues. It's just better if you go to a private practice first up, simply because there's more opportunity for you to do the x-rays that make you confident, right? Because the severity of patients will be less, so you won't be put in a situation that feels as intense. I mean, for me, personally, I was just completely overreacting about every single thing, but, you know, what can you do? Um, that's just how my brain works. It's terribly hyperactive, and that's why I think I personally liked going to private practices first before going on to major hospitals, because uh, as a student, you just need something to build confidence some people are very gung-ho, so they don't have that issue, but I, I have a lot of perfectionist issues that I just need to, like, lull and reduce down to what is reasonable, I guess. Uh, but yeah, overall, at the moment, on placement, really enjoying it, um, and I want to share a couple of experiences that I've had too, so uh, stick around. So, like, when it comes to difficult patients, I know I have yet to fully experience just how bad people can get. Um, but I think I have something that maybe might be interesting, maybe, I don't know. Um, and that's dealing with patients who just have absolutely no trust in what you do. So, I was doing, I, I believe it was like a pediatric hand x-ray or something like that. And, you know, as, as being a student, you need to, well, okay, being a student in the early years of your degree, um... You need to make sure you get your supervisors to check your work. Just make sure that you're doing the right thing. 
And so I had just done the x-rays. I had made sure that I kept my exposure factors lower than what I would normally use on a, well, not normally use, than what I would have thought to use on an adult. So I made sure everything was good. I just wanted to have a look at the, I wanted to see if the picture quality was adequate. And um, like, I thought it was okay, but obviously every person's different. You need to make sure that's acceptable for the person who's signing me off. So I go from the, extra, from the x-ray room to the CT room, just down the hallway. And my supervisor radiographer and the branch manager who is also senior radiographer for like 40 plus years or something like that. And, um, you know, they're dealing with a patient on CT. And patient's sitting on the CT table and she's very elderly and very disgruntled. No idea why, um, but I, I just happened to be standing at the doorway like probably a good three, four meters away from the door. Well, not from the door, from the patient. And the way that the room's set up is that the patient's facing towards the gantry, the CT gantry, and they're facing away from the, the door where the control panel is, as it typically is. And I am standing there waiting for someone to look my direction and say, hey, look, I've got a... Uh, and, and actually, I need you guys to check. And what happens next uh, is really annoying. So, I am literally just standing there, just waiting for someone to look my way. And... Patient is obviously upset because she's been here before. She's had bad experiences, quotation marks. Um with the radiographer that I'm that's my supervisor and she's like oh you let go of me you have to make sure you don't do anything to me I can't lie down because I'm sore on my back and I can't do any of this stuff for some bizarre reason as soon as one of the radiographers looks at me she turns around and then she says who the hell is this guy what the hell is he doing here? And then my the branch manager is like, okay, this is Tin. He's one of the students here. He's just observing because he needs to learn from it. I have never seen him in my life. You get him away from me. Are you trying to bully me? Are you trying to strong arm me? And I'm like, oh, okay. Okay. I was just standing here. I am nowhere near you. I'm just watching, waiting for, like, someone to please just take a look at my x-rays. And I'm getting bullied by a patient already. I, I know, like, this is, like, so minor compared to what a lot of other people have to deal with. But it's, uh, it's a very off-putting thing. And, you know, me being a person who likes to make sure my patients are comfortable... And I don't want to make the situation any worse, so I just make sure I get the heck out of there. Because I need to make sure that these guys are doing uh, able to do the, the CT scan for her lumbar spine. Which, by the way, was completely messed up. It was not in a straight fashion at all. Very badly scoliotic. Um, but anyway, I just made sure that I was just out of there. And, um... 
yeah, I I went to the radiologist's office actually, and since the guy was and since the radiologist was a nice guy, I was just like, yeah, uh, I'm just gonna stay here for a bit. And he's just like, oh, why's that? <laughs> and I'm like, because that patient on the CT couch, uh, she is not a friendly person, and she just got mad at me for just standing in the doorway. And I just, I just want to make sure that I get that job done. And, uh, yeah. Um, it was so bizarre. Like, I just, I, I've never seen someone have such a visceral reaction with just my mere presence. I don't know, that's just, it just seemed very weird to me. I don't know why that caught me off guard, but it sure did. But anyway, me being a good person and me giving people the benefit of the doubt, after the CT scan, I I wanted to ask what her deal was. Um, and I was asking the radiographer, who's usually my supervisor, not the branch manager, and, um, she tells me that her, her childhood was very, very depressing, very anxiety-inducing, due to the fact that, um, well, let's just say she was put into an orphanage at a very young age, never fully developed trust in any single person, um, her family just doesn't want to talk to her anymore. And, um, apparently, apparently, she's been refused to be treated by, like, three of the doctors from the, um, the doctor's practice that's upstairs to my, um, to my, the, to the clinic I am on placement with, and apparently she's got, like, two she had, like, two carers that just didn't cut it for her. She got very upset that, oh, they left me without drinking water for, like, one whole hour. Can you believe the nerve of some people to leave an old granny like me stuck without water for a whole hour? Like, something ridiculous in that sense. Like, I, I, I don't know. I don't know if it's ridiculous. I don't know, but it feels like she's probably asking way too much, finding excuses to just get rid of people in her life, and she's just making the the situation just worse for herself, in my opinion. I don't know for sure. I don't know objectively, of course. I'm just trying to empathize here. I'm just trying to figure out what's happening here. And so... Apparently, she's been at the clinic multiple times. She's worked with my radiographer multiple times. And apparently, one time, she grabbed the collar of my supervisor when I was not here. This was a couple of times, like, it's like a couple of months ago or something like that. About a year ago, I don't know. And, um, yeah, grabbed my supervisor by the collar while she was x-raying her lower back and she just couldn't move because well if you move you hurt someone clearly but yeah yeah short story is that yeah she just wasn't a patient that was normally cooperative with any sort of person 
And like, I can get, I can understand that, but at the same time, like, she is so uncooperative. It makes me wonder why she even decides to come to these doctor's appointments at all. Why she even goes to do anything for herself anymore. If she thinks that she knows exactly how to run an x-ray clinic, how to run a CT scanner, and says, oh, you're not doing your job properly, even though she hasn't actually done a radiography degree, I, I, I don't... I don't know what to do in that situation. I just... it It's so... It's so bizarre why people just do the things they do. I know that humans are not always rational beings, but... Like, even, even a normal person who isn't, like, mentally... Maybe mentally disturbed is not quite the right phrasing, but mentally scarred, I suppose. Someone like that shouldn't, even someone like that shouldn't necessarily be so inconsiderate towards other people, so intolerant of other people, and like, just can't empathize with other people, like... She she just seems to be the person that just gets frustrated at everything because she thinks everyone is out to get her blood, everyone's out to get her money. We're not like that, but she just doesn't try to see the best in us. Her troubled upbringing does raise a good point, though, as to why she feels that way, but I just wish she could have some peace of mind for... You know, all the trouble she's had in the past, but... Because that would just improve all of her relationships if... If she she could just... Just let herself get better. To f- feel more trust in others. But maybe that's asking for too much. Okay, I guess, yeah, I guess the topic for this particular episode, apart from, you know, life update, is probably the idea of personality types. So, I'm sure everyone has probably done a Maya Briggs test on terms of that four-letter code for what your personality is, and um, in a blog post that I did probably about May, maybe April, I stated that mine was INFP, and um, if you go to the website 16 Personalities, that's the number 16, and then personalities.com, You'll find that this falls under the personality, I guess, name as the mediator. And so I was wondering why I was just 
like the, I've known this for quite a while that I really do feel that the mediator like the name of it and particularly the traits that it 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 portrays I think it does relate very well to me but um recently I was having a chat with a couple of people on discord and you don't know what discord is discord is a um sort of like a uh voice chat service kind of like skype but more dedicated for gaming um able to support larger groups and whatever um so i i was on discord i was having a chat with a couple of my friends they well one of them was like hey wanna guess my personality type I guessed I got like one letter wrong or something like that <laughs> and um, it, it goes to show that even if you have no idea what the hell you're talking about you start labeling people people get very iffy about whether you're in the right if you have the right prediction or not because everyone's definition is different and so my definition of like all the different traits was like really basic really simple and she the person that I had to guess for um she was saying that well my definitions are just wrong so yeah we were having a little chat about this and we were obviously guessing each other's uh, personality types um the person who posed the question, I'll name her Aria for ease. Um, Aria, well, I, I pretty much almost, yeah, I guessed it, apart from like one letter. Uh, one or two letters, apparently. No, no, it was just one letter. And that very last letter, which is either a P or a J, um, she apparently fluctuates between the two. And, uh, having a chat through, and then people were like, well, she was saying that, um, when she was trying, if she was to guess my personality type, it'd be like, I-S-F-J, and that comes out if you look at the descriptions of 16personalities.com, that's 16, not 60, um, I turn out to be a defender in her mind, which is very interesting because I am not a sensing kind of person at all. Um, what, what, so then we just started going off of like, what does it mean to be sensing? And she says here that the intuition versus sensing refers to a lot of how you pick up things around the world or how you get feedback from the world and the judging slash feeling trait refers to how you react to it um hmm yeah and then she acknowledges the fact that um it's more external sort of things that would be able to determine that um what else does it say i get a strong feeling this is me talking to her 
I do get a strong feeling from other people's amount of silence, their attention span, their posture. It's not so much observing someone writing stuff down, but it, it, it's just a feeling, though. Like, I look at the visual cues, but it's not like I'm really trying to read into it. Yeah, and then she says, well, you're a very emotional person and your interpretations of what you're seeing and how you should react are atypical so that's why it was hard to decide whether or not I was a sensing type or whether or not I was a intuitive type and, and I said yeah exactly why I had trouble figuring out hers too um yeah it's quite interesting very interesting indeed um, but she says, at the same time, I feel that you're very conscious of the signals people around you are giving. And then I say, well, I try to ignore that sometimes when I'm in the heat of the moment. And... Yeah, we have that. Start talking a bit more. And... You're not supposed... I'm not sure... Yeah, I'm not sure about how I'm supposed to go about things yet, so I tend to... Well, she thinks that I tend to weigh things in a more analytical manner. And I say to her, well, I just literally do the opposite. It's only if something actually goes wrong. Like, I, I try to do things intuitively and then it just doesn't work. Then I'll start doing the analysis... And she says, to be fair, I was thinking about you if you're in a bit of a crunch, which makes sense. And then she says, but I can see it the other way too, although I do suspect that some of it is our different viewpoints on what's what and how you draw the line. And I say to myself, well, I'm not much for forethought due to my lack of childhood experiences. She says, no, it's not really forethought. It's more like what you should be doing. And I say that I'm still naive for, for one. I just go with a gut feeling. She asks, what sort of questions do you ask yourself? Well, you ask your gut. I ask myself, am I doing the right thing? Is this the right thing to do? And she says, that's not different to how I phrased it, which is, what should I be doing? And then I say, well, the problem is, is that when I'm being intuitive it's usually because I'm on autopilot most of the time I don't tend to think things through as thoroughly as other people do so that's why my analysis comes after and she says oh, we seem to have different ideas of what the question means in terms of how it translates to personality types So she goes about it differently. She's, she analyzes everything like 20 times over. And then I say to, say to her, well, I analyze things by brooding over it over many, many years, sulking over it. Hmm. 
Yeah, and that's why that's why it's so hard to to really know which personality type you are for people just meeting on the internet, obviously. It's very obvious. Um and uh I'm quite happy with my result. She says, I'm not glad, I, I'm not used to hearing you say I'm quite happy or anything like that so often, so it made her smile. You can tell how depressing I can be most days. <laughs> um, and that's about it. Yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. And then a few days later, if I scroll down all the way... I send a couple of links to the chat, the main chat, we do another PM, personal message sort of thing. And he says, okay, cool, that's interesting. Uh, let's look at the uh, the websites that you linked to how personalities can be broken down, broken down, there. Um, where is it? I think it's easy to tell that I'm intuitive rather than sensing from that website. Link will not be in the description. Um, very pattern based, not so inventive, but do I disagree? And I say, I think you bounce between the two pending, pending your mood. Um... But yeah, long story short, personality guessing is very hard, and I don't find a lot of value in finding people's personality types, but it's funny to find out, because it's just a meme. It's just basically a meme. Much like the 3x3 grid for D&D. And so, I don't know if you guys have ever heard of CGP Grey. CGP Grey is a YouTuber, and he does <laughs> he does educational videos. Educational videos, not necessarily of like school curriculum stuff, but just you know interesting topics. He recently did a Q and A on YouTube. Uh, the fifth one that he's done, or is it the fourth one? I think it's the fourth one he's done. Um, and. C, uh, CGP Grey, that is C-G-P, all in caps, and then Grey, the British spelling of Grey. Go to his YouTube channel, subscribe to him, he's a really awesome YouTuber. He makes podcasts, <laughs> he makes the Hello Internet podcast, and he also makes the, uh, well, co-hosts the Cortex podcast on the Relay.fm website. And, uh, yeah, he, <laughs> he was discussing D&D alignment charts. And if you don't know what that is, go check out the, the meme video, the meme Q&A. I think it's, I think it is four. I think it is episode four. Or Q&A number four, or whatever. Q&A five? I have no idea. 
and uh, you'll see in the video um, a point where he shows a chart, the the D and D alignment chart with all these quotes from him from the podcast. Um, the podcast, I think, Hello Internet, or it, it's it's either either that or Cortex. So he's got each individual quote, each just kind of describing what it means to him. And uh, I would love to hear what you guys describe yourself as. In com- when you when you're looking at that chart and looking at it, like which personalities are you on a good day when you're sociable? Which days are you? Which which are you when you're like not sociable but just meh? And then which which one you are when you're like super frustrated at the world? And <laughs> I'll tell you what I am. I am a probably a neutral good on a normal day. I am a chaotic good when I am sociable, not necessarily drunk, but just sociable. Um, I am a <laughs> a neutral evil when I am when I am frustrated about something like begrudging. And then I am lawful neutral when I am trying to defuse the situation. Um, when I've got my professional hat on. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. I, I'd like to see what you guys have as personality types. I'd like to see what you guys have as D&D alignment characteristics. Let me know by uh, sending me a message here on um, Anchor. That'd be pretty awesome.